0: i and get these stuff. my dad He's okay. Uncle Sam, I want to know what you're doing with tax Okay, where was I when I said that? They're loco. I kind of was a leaping. Slow. Are you just gonna make up rules as we go along?
1: Show really? some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Uh,
0: anyway, Owen, oh,
1: tell you this. I'm gonna start at an eleven. <laughs>
0: I'm going to take it to about a 15 real quick. Well, Who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. It's hard to imagine two FBI agents ending up in the sit room. How did that happen?
2: I sent them.
1: I give you America
2: itself! This is Ed McMahon, and now... He is Armstrong and Getty. Is
3: the government shut down? It's not. I hope
2: not. It's not. I depend on it.
3: That's disappointing. I was kind of hoping it was shut down. Live from Studio C. Sí, señor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today. What, six days till Christmas? Yeah. We're under the tutelage of our general manager. Bipartisan criminal justice reform. Awesome. Whatever whatever that is, we're going to re- against it? We're gonna talk to a reporter about that later. Figure out what that is. Uh, whether I'm happy about that or not. Um, I think Christmas is dialed in for the children. I think we've got everything or everything is uh, accounted for and is going to be picked up soon. I think the burden is off of me. I was feeling the pressures yesterday
1: of not having... Everything together, but I think it's all coming together. Uh, Really, all you need is a copy of the Bible and a heart full of good cheer. You know, in my opinion, as a guy who no longer has little kids and can be (laughs) sanctimonious. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with
3: you, actually. And boy, I'll tell you what, when you're out in the midst of the the hubbub of materialisms, a a lot of times I think, is this a good idea? (laughs) Is this... Looking forward to a whole bunch of plastic crap and getting excited about it and spending on, is this good for anybody's uh, theory of life, whether you're a child or an adult? Yeah. Well, I'm a fun sucker, aren't I? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs>
1: well, I think a heck of a lot of us are feeling it in our hearts <laughs> and, 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 and are saying it to each other. And you know, what's funny is there's probably a critical mass of people saying it to ourselves and others. Uh, you know, but we don't say it out loud per se. And so we're all walking around thinking the same thing. Right. Right. It's um, it's something.
3: I mean, I spent a lot of time as a kid looking at the J.C. JCPenney catalog, you know, making a list for Santa and dreaming of things I was going to get. And sometimes you got it and sometimes you didn't, all that sort of stuff. And just, man, is that is that a good way to spend any of your time in life? You got to spend it on something, I realize. But uh, I think I'm with you. Uh, the Bible and good cheer. That's that's what the kids should be working on.
1: You're Here, here. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Staying on the good list. There needs to be more emphasis on that. <laughs> there needs to be uh, 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 Christmas justice reform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Except more fundamentalist, more hardcore. Yeah, not
3: enough kids end up on the naughty list. Not enough chunks of coal actually handed out. Right. I think there's a problem. I think for most kids, you should probably have at least one or two years where you got a chunk of coal, right? You can't be good every year. But yeah, so I'll keep you on the straight and narrow, or a pencil, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> um, anywho... The Bible! Yeah, we got the justice reform, we got the government shutdown, we got the Flynn hearing, we got Elon Musk debuting his new way to avoid traffic, all this stuff coming up. I look forward to talking about it. We should introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael.
0: Good. You know, every time uh, this time of year, Jack, I think of you, because I always think of... You, on Christmas Eve, putting together that trampoline. Oh, man. Uh, you di- weren't even sure if you had all the parts. I didn't have all the parts. And the, the, it was the, the, like 30 the, degrees
3: the, outside. The SOBs from the company didn't send the bolts with it. That's right. Joe. It was 34 degrees. Yeah. Was, you know, I was assembling it in the middle of the night in the backyard, so it could be a surprise from Santa. So I had all of our vehicles parked around the backyard with the headlights shining on it until 3 a.m. Yeah. And then I, for the first time in my life, jumped on the trampoline at 3.30 in the morning. And I
0: remember you weren't sure if it was going to stay together because <laughs> right. you were missing parts. Right. And, and you're like, right. I hope this
3: stays together. Anyway. And that's the same year we got the giant nine-foot Costco uh, bear. Yeah. Those were very popular. And the kids still play with that giant Costco bear. That ended up being a good, uh, a good investment. Does the bear ever pair with the trampoline? Oh, yeah. You oh. haven't seen the video of which I, when I reenacted the scene oh, right. from that was The Revenant? The- <laughs> that was on the trampoline. All right. That's right. <laughs> Right, I bloody!
1: Played, I played Leonardo DiCaprio being attacked by the bear on a NC seventeen. Oh yeah, remember. it was gruesome, deeply disturbing. Uh, now, listen, Jack. Uh, when my kids were little, as you know, I would take them door to door and feed the homeless on Christmas morning and exactly. not give them junk. But I, you know, w- one one dad to another, the the massive size. Of a trampoline and or a Giganto Costco bear. It's size matters, man. It really does. Oh, gigantic presence, They really go over. I know. As, My, as a dad. Especially <laughs> the younger they are. Um, the older you get,
3: it's funny. It goes the other direction, The uh, mostly, unless you get in a car or something like that. A lot of the really great things are pretty small uh, when you get older. But um especially for women. uh, uh but you're right. For the six-year-old, we we're thinking about that last night. He's going to get a couple of these things, but he's going to have his packages will be kind of small. We need something that's a big package. You got to have something big, right? Um, yeah, the giant Costco bear was huge. Dominated the room. There's positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean?
4: Doing very well. It was in New Jersey that a Brinks armored truck tipped over and scattered hundreds of thousand dollars across the highway. Three hundred thousand dollars in money, to be exact. And what did the motorists around said tipped over car do? Of course they stopped and scooped up as much cash as they could and took off. But
3: I would not do that. That's, I might scoop it up and give it back. I'd probably just drive on, but I'm not going to scoop it up and keep it. Some oh,
1: place. Yeah,
3: please. Several people have returned. So about
4: $125,000 of the 300,000 has been returned, leaving about 180 in change uh, still yet to be uh, returned. Now my play if I'm in the scenario I grab the money. I go back. I return the money, but I'm I'm in a in a brand new mink coat with a Rolex, (laughs) saying, "Yeah, here's the ten. I mean, four thousand dollars. This is is all of it." Me a good Samaritan. You should look for the other people who aren't returning right. money
1: like me. I would pay the cost of a mink coat and a Rolex to see you in a mink coat and a Rolex. Positive, Sean. Challenge accepted. How do Hilarious. I think this Hilarious.
3: Uh, yeah. Well, seriously, talking about materialism and everything like that. So you're gonna go if you're gonna keep it. You're going with a look at the misfortune of that company who had a breakdown. I'm now going to. It's like the the door broke open of a of a bank. I get to keep this now because you had misfortune. What kind of theory is that?
1: Look, uh, if I'm a cave Man, I'm walking by an apple tree, a nice ripe apple false. I'm picking it up and I'm eating it. I'm not standing around thinking, oh, it could be somebody else's apple. <laughs> <laughs> Survival of the fittest, Jacks. Right. The law of the jungle. They all go to jail.
4: I've played Monopoly. Bank error in your favor. That's a thing. Bank error in your
3: favor. <laughs> I'm just getting them back for all those fees.
1: Hilarious. Yeah, the
3: ATM fees. That's exactly
1: right. it. Right. Hey, what? You know, it's probably just a guy thing. And, you know, God bless us all. We need men. We need women. We need lefties, righties to balance the world out. I really believe that. I think this is a guy thing. But have you ever in your life looked at an armored car and not spent at least 30 seconds thinking about how oh, you'd sure. grab it. For sure every
3: time. Dri- Which is weird cuz like I yeah. said I would I wouldn't even take the money if it spilled out on the highway and keep it. But I look at that car and I think, "Well, I wonder if you if you knew what time they were coming and you hit behind that planter." Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jumped out (laughs) in a threatening manner. (laughs) Exactly. Um, There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Ah,
0: tis the week of holiday cheer, and my friends, after almost a week of marinating. It was time yesterday to scratch. You in, you enjoy scratcher
3: lottery tickets more than anybody I know. You definitely get your money's worth out of them. Oh she's, I do. It's the only person I've ever heard who has
0: scratcher foreplay. <laughs> oh yes. Let's <laughs> it marinate for a week. Oh yes. <laughs> so using two of my old timey quarters, I went to work and wow, I once again I won. Not Jesus. a ton. Not a ton, but enough to bring home the bacon for the last time this year. So Marshall's yes. buying
3: breakfast again this morning. Because, yes. And it's because you let this, the, the tickets sit for a while, and right. you use old-timey quarters to yes.
0: scratch them off. Those yes. are the luckiest. <laughs> yes, That's the and, key to the whole thing. And if you use a quarter and you uh, scratch and you don't win, then you put that quarter aside and move on to your next one. Obviously, I'm not an idiot. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, congratulations, Marshall, to there all of go. us. Thank you very much. I'm
3: Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, December 19th. The year 2018. We're setting you straight in
1: 21.8. We're Armstrong. You're getting we approve of this program. All right. Let's get to the bottom of all these stories and more precisely according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark.
2: And um, what, what what I think this really amounts to is, is an actual solution to the soul-crushing burden of traffic.
3: There you go. That's Elon Musk talking about the, what you might be in it right now, the SCBT. Right? The soul-crushing burden of traffic. It is. <laughs> And uh, he's trying to find, figure a way around it. Of course, if he could, that'd make a lot of people really happy. Elon Musk's a big unveil tomorrow. I didn't watch it. Uh, Sean's going to explain it to us a little later because uh, I want to see it. Was it impressive? I, I like where he's going, yeah. but
4: this particular stage of it. <laughs>
1: and you're a fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love Elon. Yeah. yeah. It's preliminary. Sure. Exactly. Uh, maybe you don't
3: have the ribbon cutting yet. Uh, What are other headlines, Marshall? New report, Facebook
0: let other tech companies read users' private messages. Yes, you are the product for Facebook. Freaking Zuckerberg. The wall brawl continues this morning, and wow, it turns out I know this year's wealthiest celeb. Coming up minutes from now.
1: Wow, that's something. Uh, How's mailbag look? Oh, fine and dandy. We have some bold predictions we'll try out on you. I like that. I like predictions. You get
2: to
3: toward the end of the year. Predictions for the new year. We should do that before Friday, certainly, where
1: you think the whole Trump thing's going and all that. We also have, if we get time for it, the A&G band names of 2018. We're there already. We're there. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
2: The Conscience. The Nation
3: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Some advertisers have pulled from Tucker Carlson, or are they threatening it? They actually pulled um, over something he said about illegal immigration, so stay tuned for that. Oh, no. There needs to be a rule. Yeah. We've talked about this. There needs to be a rule. When a celebrity dies, let's go with pictures of them in their prime. What's the point of having a picture of when they're, uh, you know, really, really old? Here's a picture of Penny Marshall in USA Today. Penny Marshall. Laverne from Laverne and Shirley, if you're of a certain age, died yesterday right. at, at a not very yeah. old age. But, uh, yeah, use, use the young picture, when she was Laverne.
1: You know, and great I'm going to uh, get a great director also. Yeah, bro. directed big, oh. A League of Their Own, Awakening, some fantastic yeah, movies. Yeah. Right, right. And, you know, not to get too metaphysical on you, but I've known plenty of folks who are of advanced age, and their internal conception, their spirit, their their love of life, is is mismatched to their body at the end. If you were going to portray who they are internally in a picture, it would be their younger, more vital self. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, and I
3: just, and especially with celebrities, since you know them most of the time from when they were younger. What, what's the point? <laughs> this is what they looked yeah. like when they were old. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Well, um, uh, i uh, speaking as Sorry. speaking as what? a man yeah. who was given a senior discount at Noah's Bagels the other day without asking, and I don't Nerf. qualify so much
1: value. <laughs> Our freedom-loving quote of the day this morning comes from none other than Thomas Jefferson, third president of the United States. He penned the Declaration.
3: I don't think they teach, I, quote, I don't think they teach him in school anymore.
1: I'm not kidding. It's just obscene. It's obscene. But you know what? There are days that I'm just so discouraged by the the forces of, you know, pathetic, misguided, fake enlightenment in America that I can't stand it. And then there are days like today that I think, all right, you know what? We'll just keep fighting until, uh, you know, we win the day again. We the right thinking. Fight it. Here's a quote from Thomas Jefferson. In matters of style, swim with the current. In matters of principle, stand like a rock. That's Ooh. a good one.
3: So go ahead that and wear the skinny jeans, Tom Jefferson, if they're in style. But as, <laughs> opposed, as exactly. opposed to what you believe in, don't don't change with the times.
1: He's there a bit go. of a dandy. Right. He was uh, quite he was, a dandy. My uh, style I, may change. My principles don't. You, hmm. you, well, right. Exactly. Yeah. Don't, the stuff that doesn't matter, don't worry about it. But the stuff that does matter, dedicate your life to it. That's a good way to be. So I'm going to have to skip around a little bit. I'm dealing with a bit of a technical issue, but uh, the words of Thomas Jefferson have given me courage, so I'll forge ahead. I think
3: he wrote the Declaration Uh. of Independence when he was like 32.
1: Yeah, I know. Today, he'd still be in his parents' house. Huh? What? No. Stoned playing video games, huh? (laughs) chewing on his ambient tablet or something i don't know what uh let's see so uh, stand like a rock he said speaking, uh, speaking of speaking of rocks let's that was very michael savage-esque right there that was a good one speaking of rocks let's talk about uh, post-operative uh, uh, uh distress uh constipation uh, who doesn't was, uh, want to talk about that in the morning I was dealing with it. Yes, I was talking about it yesterday. It Uh is. I am going to be the Dr. Bennett Amalu of the colon. I am going to bring it out into the light. I'm going to get people to talk about their digestive systems and stop acting like silly little children about them, because a lot of us. And here's a great note from Crystal. Um, Well, here I'll just read her note. Uh, Crystal in beautiful Redondo Beach. I'm with you on the topic of post op constipation. No one warned me about it after having a C-section. One week after surgery I still hadn't pooped and all of a sudden it was happening. I remember thinking I'm going to die yeah. or end up in the hospital. Yeah. Now I think I was <laughs> warned when
3: I did my all my medical stuff. I think it was warned, but it was kind of a minor minor warning along with a whole bunch of others.
1: It should have been more right. of a flashing lights this is the big problem. <laughs> Well, my complaint was that it was. I was warned, but it, it's been expressed to me every time in kind of a shy, giggling. You know, we're talking about you know what here, but there could be a little constipation, so uh, you might want to well, you know, uh, take these pills or something. Anyway, let's talk about fever. Well, uh, no, no, no. What they need to say is listen. Combination of the operation and the pain drugs you are taking, it will be impossible for you to poo without terrible pain. It's going to seriously mess you up. You could create a medical problem if you don't get on this day one. Start hammering down prunes. Start drinking Metamucil with lots of water. Start taking a stool softener. So drink, eat nothing but lettuce. You know, this is a serious issue. You
3: know, everybody can have
1: a cause in their
3: life that they yes. dedicate themselves
1: and this, yes. is, this is yours, apparently. Yes. Mm. This is the hill I'm willing to die on. Well, a Crystal...
0: Dump all you want. I hope you dump
1: a lot. uh, Wow. (laughs) Where did that come from? President Trump there. But Crystal, (laughs) Crystal with a a charming tale, which is too much even for me, but she, she, when she finally gave birth, as it were, it could not be flushed away. Oh, my God. Right. It was so brick-like. This is the worst. Crystal says, There you go. I'm embracing the colon. I'm not scared to talk about my... Then she mentioned some stuff that probably shouldn't be mentioned because uh, (laughs) I'm not that bold. (laughs) So thank you, Crystal, for your support. Wow. Uh, Skipping around, as I said, uh, nice note from Nancy here. Guys, I bet you a million bucks Comey runs for president in 2024. Nah. His behavior points to it, schmoozing the laugh, sort of trying to appear like a bad boy, won't go away, and he's pompous enough to believe he's, he'd make a great president. Definitely that. I think Heck, he's, he's pompous enough to believe he'd be the emperor.
3: Yeah, he looks in the mirror and thinks he could be a a, a wise and benevolent king. Right, right. Honest to, uh, he thinks he could be the king. I don't understand why he gets, uh, well, I do understand why he gets cheered by uh uh Lefty crowds when he walks out because he says all these nasty things about Trump, but man he screwed Hillary Clinton, I think I mean so I', I and and he was hated by Democrats for that until he turned so so anti trump but right. I mean he was just vilified
1: well, that just goes to show you how cheap political love is true, yeah, you know? oh, I love you, you hated me yesterday, and wait a minute, you're writing a love note to somebody else you're going to send tomorrow, but I love you. That's political love. It's really quite ugly. Oh, I'm sorry. Speaking of skipping around, we're back to poop. Here's Mike. Uh, uh, Sorry to hear your struggles. Uh, Hang in there, pal. It'll get better, I promise. Here's a book right up there with Moby Dick to help you through, and it's the classic everybody poops. Mm. My kids love it. You will too. Mike and Roseville. Here's the problem, Mike. Everybody poops, but me. <laughs> that's it's it's not. Yeah, you've you've completely missed so, the point. You, what, so, but you, we are already out
3: of time. But so you think the reason they didn't give me more of a warning, you more of a warning, Crystal more of a warning, is a embarrassment and talking about it? I think that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that
1: seems strange. I mean, there's got to be some reason, uh, or. I don't know, or maybe if you've never dealt with severe constipation, I hadn't. I had no idea what it was. What they were talking about,
3: then you don't know what they're warning you about. Yeah, that could be it. That could be it. That could be it. Uh, It's it's (laughs) it's something. Um, So we're gonna learn a bunch of stuff coming up with Marshall on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Yes, yes, the holiday season. This is fun and happy and exciting and joyous. We're all good. This is a good time of year. I got to keep reminding myself. I was talking to somebody about that yesterday. <coughs> it's very easy to be running around trying to keep up with everything and 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 lose track of that. And it's a just... good
1: time of the year. It's the most wonderful
2: time
1: of the year.
3: When you got young kids, it's easy to just have a long to-do list that seems never ending. And uh, and that's what it is. Uh, let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips.
0: Well, you, my friends, are indeed the product. Facebook gave out more than or gave more than 150 companies unprecedented access to users' personal data. That's according to another report in the New York Times, which obtained Facebook book documents from 2017 that show the social network giant considered the company's business partners. And therefore allowed them the access. The Times said Facebook, uh, at the Times said that Facebook let Spotify, Netflix, and the Royal Bank of Canada read, write, and delete users' private messages and see participants on a thread. They allowed the search engine Bing to see the names of nearly all the users' friends without their consent. Wow. And let Yahoo view streams of friends' posts despite saying it had stopped sharing such information specifically lying
3: yeah that's the key to the whole thing i mean the fact that that's their business model if they had been honest about it then you choose whether or not you want to do business with them but the fact that they deny it i mean we how many clips of zuckerberg or other high ups in facebook could we play where they say privacy is our number one concern we care about our users privacy over and over they have said that it's just a lie facebook is a lying evil company it's not, not only does it hook up uh, uh board housewives with their ex high school boyfriends wow. I mean, they t- they steal they they well they take your information give it to others without telling you they're going to do that and then if you catch them they lie about the fact that they did it
1: in this case I, in this I case I love this statement from Facebook yeah. that Uh, We've found no evidence of abuse by our partners who we let have this. You know what? I haven't found evidence that my dog is practicing witchcraft either. You know why? (laughs) Because I haven't spent a single second looking for it or thinking about it. Boy, that's hilarious. I'm sure you haven't found abuse, you Oh, you lying liar! So
3: we gave all this information to Yahoo or whoever he gave it to, and we have no evidence that they used it. Or misused
1: it, right. Well, if it's used at all, it's misused in my opinion. All right, fair enough. Hey, Marshall, one of your first sentences, you were talking about how they were allowed to read, write, and delete messages? That's what they're saying in the report, yes. So they, like, gave the master key to all my communications to all of those app makers. Said, yeah, get in there, mess around with them, delete texts you don't like. Right. (laughs) Or or Facebook messages, I should say.
0: Well, Facebook says, well, they allowed other tech companies to read users' private messages. They never allowed it without consent.
1: All right. Without yeah, your consent. 75 pages you clicked. I yeah. I agree, right? Yeah, okay.
0: yeah, that, yeah,
3: that was written in such a way that you wouldn't even have understood what you're consenting to anyway. Right, yeah.
0: President Trump says he's looking forward to signing into law a sweeping criminal justice bill supported by many conservative and liberal advocacy groups. The bill will give judges more discretion when sentencing some drug offenders, boost prisoner rehabilitation efforts. It's a years-long effort to get reform legislation passed that's been driven by concerns that the decades-old war on drugs had caused too many Americans to be jailed for nonviolent crimes. Under the bill, some drug offenders sentenced to life under the three-strikes law may be getting their federal prison sentences reduced to 25 years.
3: Boy, I'd like to look at those individual cases. I'm not sure I would agree with all of them. Um, but we're going to talk to a reporter about this later. It's, it's, a, it's a huge thing. It's bipartisan. I hope it's good. I hope it's for the good of the
1: country. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a deeper dive. But I, w- I will tell you this. The life sentences they were handing out for, you know, and I realize drugs kill, drugs ruin lives, the rest of it. But the war on drugs has been a giant, giant, incredibly expensive failure. People are still getting high. Uh, and and uh, just uh, something had to be done. The approach that was being taken just wasn't working. But anytime I hear somebody who got their
3: third strike for blank, uh, so you had you got convicted twice of felonies, and you're still doing something illegal out there. How many? Right. Yeah. I, I'm.
0: President Trump is saying a wall will be built on the southern U.S. border one way or another. In a tweet this morning, Trump took on the Democrats opposed to his plan to build the wall. In our country, he says, so much money has been poured down the drain for so many years, but when it comes to border security and the military, the Democrats fight to the death. We won on the military, which is being completely rebuilt one way or the other. We will win on the wall. That was his tweet this morning. As we move ever so slowly to a partial government shutdown. And it just it is layers and layers of
1: stupid, as a number of Democrats have quietly said, well, we could be in favor of uh, billions for a, a, a border barrier or a, a fencing system. Right. But they just can't say the W word.
3: So Trump didn't use the W word yesterday, which right. some analysts thought was a big deal. And then you had some big Democrats that were willing to say, we're willing to go with border fencing, double-layered border, f- border fencing, which is the same thing right. as a f- damned wall. Right. Oh, man.
4: Yeah, I'm not going to pay for that wall. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you ever heard of a chain-link wall? <laughs> <Paper Yeah>. wall? <laughs> No, they're not the same thing, Jack. You'd think we'd be
1: above this sort of conversation. Uh-oh. Well, I love that Democrats are saying our voters are so stupid. If we get a bunch of cinder block and a brick and a mortar and build something 40 feet high, but then call it a fence, they'll fall for it. (laughs) We just can't be seen as giving Trump his wall because he made such a big deal of it. Oh, and
3: then the hundreds of miles of wall that have been approved at various times over the years by some of these same Democrats. Oh, yeah, hundreds of miles, some of them very recently. But it wasn't Trump, so it was okay, I guess. I don't know.
1: And I I I call for uh, Uh, it. I'm not going to pay for that. That's he a, can say that over and over again. Come here, come here. For, uh, turn him upside down. <laughs> shake him like it's
0: a cartoon. <laughs> former all falls, money falls.
3: Former president of Mexico there saying he is not willing to uh, fork over the money for the wall.
0: That's a wrap. <laughs> That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm starting a Guinea Show. The conscience of the nation.
3: Yeah, it is. It is embarrassing. An embarrassing example for the rest of the world. The world's oldest democracy. This is how you discuss complicated issues. I'm right. Wow. Yeah. Well. Uh, so what happened with old Mike Flynn yesterday? He didn't actually get sentenced. And the judge yelled at him a lot for some reason. And uh, we're going to check
1: in with a guy named Royal Oaks, which is uh-huh. the coolest name ever. Oh, yeah. ABC News analyst Royal Oaks, frequent guest on the Armstrong and Getty Show. And, and the fact that the judge... Tried to accuse him of treason and crimes that he didn't commit. Very odd behavior. Fox
3: host Tucker Carlson, speaking of illimigra- Ill- illegal immigration, made some comments about immigrants the other day. Some advertisers claim they're going to poll. We should play that for you, and you can see how controversial you think that is. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show.
2: Armstrong and
0: Getty.
1: The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation.
3: But baby
0: it's cold outside.
1: But baby
2: it's cold outside.
1: This evening
2: has been at you dropping. So I'll light. hold your
0: hands that just like. Michael, that I'm see.
3: putting you in charge of coming up with funny Beautiful. clips of Laverne from Laverne and Shirley. Yes. We can play well, throughout the morning since Penny Marshall and died, and if you're of a certain age, that was the number one or number two show in the United States. For, uh, for a couple of years. I mean, it was the everybody watched it on Tuesday night after Happy Days. For a, what did they stream it on? For a generation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a giant of,
1: console television set.
3: Yeah, it was one of the, with the vertical hold and horizontal hold perfectly dialed in. Um, it was one of the two channels we got where I lived, so. Good times. <laughs> two, two whole channels. Well, that's not that many. <laughs> right.
1: So the entire world, including General Michael Flynn, believed that yesterday would be the uh, the end of his wrestle with the criminal justice system, uh, result in a sentencing, and he could go about his, his business for the rest of his days. But it did not turn out that way. In fact, it turned out rather strangely indeed. And ABC News legal analyst Royal Oaks joins us to discuss an odd day in court. Royal, welcome. How are you?
2: I'm good. Good morning, and boy, that was not your father's sentencing hearing yesterday. <laughs> no, I saw that coming, bizarre. I mean, he really threw a curve because everybody was expecting zero jail time after all 30 years of service to his country. It's a process crime. The, the sentencing guidelines are zero to six months, but the judge saw it differently. At one point, as you know, the judge even said to the prosecutors, hey, did you think about charging this guy with treason? And they were flummoxed. They didn't know what to say. They said, well, no, Your Honor, we, we didn't do that. We didn't think of it. Bottom line is this judge is leaning toward jail time, and he wants to give Flynn a chance to further explain why there should be no jail time. And I think the suggestion is if you cooperate more fully with the prosecutors, that might help your case. So come on back and see me at March. But meantime, we know he's already met with the prosecutors 19 times.
1: Well, and I also 19 think 19 times you'd think they'd have covered what they need to cover. Wow. The other notable thing to me was that the judge who, oddly enough, had he, he's got a reputation for not putting up with government overreach, malfeasance, that sort of thing. He's friendly to civil rights, that which is great. But he actually said, and, and furthermore, Mr. Flynn, you, you served as an unregistered lobbyist for Turkey while you were in the White House, which later they came back and they pointed out, oh, Your Honor, no, he didn't. That was over by the time he was in the White House. And the judge had to walk that back. So he, it would have appear- been watching cable news
3: before he walked in there or something.
2: Well you, you're right, it was a double walk back because it was that point about uh, helping Turkey simultaneously with being national security advisor. Well, no, that was wrong. and then the treason business, the judge said, know, yeah, don't read too much into my, my mention of treason. It's possible this judge is <laughs> don't kind of read back. too much
3: into the yeah. judge saying you should be charged with treason.. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Pretty Okay. amazing. laughs> yeah he, he may be thinking about our you know Watergate legal history where the judge handling the, the burglars case, Give them huge multi-year sentences with the message, you know, if you cooperate, I'll take it into account. Next thing you know, James McCord's writing a letter to the court saying, hey, the White House urged me to commit perjury. They're lying. And the guy ends up with four months in jail. So maybe that's the model that this judge is thinking of. He clearly is unhappy with what Flynn did.
1: Now, uh, Royal, the limits of my legal knowledge, as a guy who almost attended law school, uh, are right about here. Um, can General Flynn and his lawyers say to, I don't know, the judge or somebody, uh, we want somebody who's not so obviously bursting with hatred against our client uh, to sentence him? Can they get another judge?
2: no way can they get a different judge the only okay. way you can get a different judge is if there is an actual conflict uh, if it is established that you know the judge's cousin has a personal interest in the matter or if the judge has done something that uh, displays such obvious bias that all of the fellow judges say hey, look uh, bert you know we're, we're going to move you on to a different case and i do not think there's anything that this judge has done that would, that would qualify, that would give Flynn a leg to stand on. Uh, as you point out, he, he's been hard. He was hard on the government uh, who prosecuted the Republican Senator Ted Stevens, the Alaska senator who was convicted, and the judge uh, throughout the conviction, this judge said in 25 years on the bench, I've never seen anything approach the mishandling and misconduct of the prosecutors in this case. So he's a very opinionated guy, uh, but there's no way that Flynn is going to be able to get a different judge.
1: Wow, how interesting! Royal Oaks ABC News legal analyst, uh, Royal. Great to talk to you. Thanks for the uh, the wisdom. We appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, Flynn uh, s- has talked to Mueller's people nineteen times. Well, it, 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 all right, here's here's my question for you, and and I I have no reason to to doubt Royal. I'm sure he's right. But so if it turns out the judge's cousin is something or other, <clears throat> that's. Troubling enough that that the justice system would say, "No, nah, he can't really, because he might be biased." But if he comes to I court, I can judge fairly on my cousin. Well, <laughs> well, right. But if he comes to court with like an aggressive, angry, overt bias, right? Not like a risk of it. I mean, so I, I I'm playing golf with some guy. I, I see him cheat, and I confront him. Things get angry. I punch him in the face, and there I am on trial for assault and battery. And the judge comes in and he says, Mr. Getty, well, this is your first offense. It's known that you're responsible for a string of bank robberies in the 80s and that your <laughs> pet abuse is a, is a tragic, tragic uh, scandal in your neighborhood. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I haven't robbed any banks and I've never, I've never lifted a hand against a pet. Well, okay, I stand corrected. That guy is going to sentence me? Not only does he clearly hate me, he's unhinged. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was going to say. You can't be removed for wackiness. That was a wacky thing to do. <laughs> Too wacky. Right. Right. Let me flip through my thousands of pages of legal books for the wacky doctrine. Um, speaking of crime and justice, they solved a
3: murder in Washington state. Did you see this? Another one of your DNA cases. Um, I'm happy the guy got caught. It's a a picture of this really beautiful 18 year old girl who uh, was killed um, when she was 18 years old years ago, three decades ago in Washington. Anyway, for some reason, co-worker of this murderous SOB who had gotten away with this crime forever
1: suspected
3: him. Got oh. some DNA from his soda can. This is the Coke can case. Yeah, a Washington yeah. State man will be tried in a 1989 murder after his co-worker swiped his discarded Coke can and helped detectives solve the case. Timothy Bass, 51, is set to go to trial for the rape and murder of 18-year-old Amanda, uh, Mandy Stavik, who went missing near her home. Just a, a horrible crime. I mean, just an awful thing to get. You, you don't want that person out and about, not to mention justice. The teen's body was found, well, we don't need to hear hear that because it's terrible. The break in the cold case came in 2017 when uh, uh, this murderous SOB's colleague at the bakery outlet they worked at learned he was a suspect. So the bakery co-worker came up with the idea uh, because she felt it was her moral duty to try to help solve this investigation. She grabbed his Coke can and plastic cup after he finished lunch and then gave it to detectives. And the result indicated a one in a quadrillion match to the DNA. I mean, this is Hmm. the dude to the DNA they had from her. But, you know, a variety of privacy uh, advocates on both sides are arguing about, is this okay? Um, The lawyer argues that the evidence shouldn't be used because it was an illegal search. A judge ruled the search wasn't illegal because the co-worker wasn't acting as an agent of law enforcement. But So that kind of puts us all in a position where we could be grabbing DNA from each other and constantly sending it into the police, right? And that would be okay
1: because you're not officially working for law enforcement. Well, right, yeah. The Constitution protects us from government overreach. It's why it exists. Um... Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm troubled by that. I mean, if uh, if I put down a glass and somebody saw a nice clear fingerprint and thought, you know, old Joe Getty, I've heard about that string of bank robberies in the 80s, um, and brings it to the coppers, a good intact fingerprint, am I outraged by that? I don't think I am. I don't know. It's interesting, though. I'm glad justice has finally come. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Uh, Tucker
3: Carlson, some advertisers threatening to pull over some comments about immigration. We'll play that for you, and we'll see what you think of it. You, You can't speak openly about illegal immigration. That's for certain. On the Armstrong and Getty Show.